We've been talking about words of knowledge. Excuse me, we've been talking about spiritual gifts. Today we've been talking about words of knowledge. We're going to start with reading 1 Corinthians 12, 7 through 11. You want to look it up in your Bible? You can follow along the screen. 1 Corinthians 12, 7 through 11. God has given us spiritual gifts, amen, for us to use. Amen? They're for us to use. Not, they're just not a good idea. They're not just a suggestion. God's like, you want to change the world? Do you want to do what the disciples did? you want to do these things? Here's some gifts going to help you. 1 Corinthians 12, 7-11. Now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. To one there is given through the Spirit the message of wisdom. To another the message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit. To another faith by the same Spirit. To another gifts of healing, or healings, it should be plural there, by the one Spirit. To another miraculous powers. To another prophecy. To another distinguishing between spirits. To another speaking in different kinds of tongues, and to still another the interpretation of tongues. All these, all these are the work of one in the same spirit, and he gives them to each one just as he determines. Amen. And I shared last week how that doesn't mean you you don't qualify because you haven't done it yet. See, I haven't got it yet, so I don't I don't have to pursue them because I haven't got it yet. You may have been told that they don't exist anymore. That might be a problem with why you haven't walked in them yet. All we really need is to be activated and trained in these things, and you'll see how easy it is to walk in the, the gifts of the Spirit because it's God. Yeah. We, 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 we always factor ourselves the equation, well, what if I mess it up? What, you, you're probably going to. That's how you learn. Amen? It's like riding a bike. You have to learn how to do it. So last week we looked at the, the, the gift called the Word of Wisdom. And to summarize that, the word of wisdom, our wisdom is right application of knowledge. Right application of knowledge. With this gift, God gives us wisdom to rightly apply the supernatural knowledge that we receive from him. Just because God tells you something, you still need wisdom what to do with it. You could get a word for somebody like, uh, of something, and God might want you to just intercede for them over that. Not necessarily go tell them, hey, God just told me this, this, and this about your life. Like, I can't believe he told you that. Maybe they may be offended. It might just be for you to intercede for them. So ask God for wisdom, and he'll show it to you. This wisdom is for every gift, whether it's prophecy, tongues, interpretation of tongues, all these things we need heavenly wisdom to know what to do with what we received. Amen? So wisdom is the right application of knowledge. Today we're going to look at the gift of word, the word of knowledge. This one's fun. I learned this. Holly and I learned this in 2008 with uh, Randy Clark's Global Awakening. They took it to another whole level of teaching that I haven't heard before, but they actually do it. So just talk about, let's just do the gifts. So they're there, and I thought it was awesome. But Randy defines the word of knowledge as supernatural revelation of information from the Holy Spirit. So basically, it's information you receive from God that you had no other way of knowing, but somehow it got downloaded into you. Some way we'll look at ways to receive words of knowledge. Somehow you know something you shouldn't know without the help of the Holy Spirit. That's good. And it's usually for someone else. Now, Jesus had this happen to him all the time. We've got to get out of our minds that it only happened to him because it's Jesus. It happened to him as a model for us to follow. Right. He emptied himself of his divinity. He emptied himself of all that sovereignty. He emptied himself of those things Philippians 2 talked about. And how else could he die if he didn't empty himself? He couldn't possibly. God can't die, right? He was still God and man, but he emptied himself of his divinity, took on his humanity, and then he was able to, he had to believe the Father and listen to the Father, and he grew in wisdom and knowledge. He had to grow like we had to do. We have to do. We had, we, he did this to model that it's possible if we believe God. Listen, believe, and do like he did. It's possible. So Jesus had words of knowledge all the time. Let me share, share one with you. John 1, 43 through 49. 
The next day, Jesus decided to leave for Galilee. Finding Philip, he said to him, follow me. Philip, Philip, like Andrew and Peter, was from the town of Bethsaida. Philip found Nathanael and told him, We have found the one Moses wrote about in the law, and about whom the prophets also wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Nazareth? Can anything good come from there? Nathanael asked. Have you ever been said that about your town? I mean, God will pick the most unusual places for his glory. Amen. But Nathanael asked, uh, he, said, he asked, and he said, come and see, said Philip. When Jesus saw Nathanael approaching, he said to him, here is a true Israelite in whom there is nothing false. He never met him before that we know of. Somehow Jesus received supernatural information from his father to tell some of the character of this man. And that got his attention. Then he goes on. Nathanael asked, uh, how do you know me? Nathanael asked Jesus, and he said, while I, I saw you, while you are still under the fig tree before Philip called you, then Nathanael declared, Rabbi, you are the Son of God. You are the King of Israel. Look at how quickly his, his, his attitude changed. First he's saying, Nazareth, can anything good come from there? He meets Jesus. He received, Jesus has two words of knowledge, one through seeing him. He saw a vision of him under the, of the fig tree. He also knew that this is a true Israelite and there's nothing false. He received the information from the Father, revealed it to this to uh, Philip, uh, to Nathaniel, and his life was totally changed. Amen? So words of knowledge have the power to change people's lives and their hearts, and sometimes very quickly. Look at the woman at the well. John 4, 16 through 19. Go call your husband and come back. I think that was a setup comment. But how do you know this information? You never met that one before. They're journeying, they're traveling for a long time, they get to the well, but he was on an assignment from the father, and the father revealed information to him. He said, I have no, she said, I have no husband, she replied. Jesus said to her, you are right when you say you have no husband. The fact is, you have had five husbands, and the man you now have is not your husband. What you have said is quite true. Sir, the woman said, I can see you are a prophet. He got her attention really fast, didn't he? How? Through a word of knowledge. And next thing you know, this lady's life, who was broken, bruised, crushed. Women couldn't divorce men back then. So this means five times a man would have had to kick this lady out of the house and just could throw her away like a, a newspaper. Had to, she was broken. Now she's living with some guy. It doesn't sound like it's a relative. And she just, I don't know if she has anywhere else to live. She's broken. And Jesus says this to her and tells her this. And then she goes into town, verse 29, who's come see a man who told me everything I ever did. Could this be the Christ? And we don't know what else he said. If you watch The Passion, or not Passion, The Chosen, they, uh, as a bunch of extra stuff they add to the story. I think it's great. I love that scene. But as far as we know, all, all he said was about the, the five guys she's been married to, and now she's living with some other guy. And she said, they told everything I've ever done. This lady quickly was, she's coming to get water at the wrong time of day. Women usually go in the morning. She didn't want to be around people. She didn't be around the persecution, the judgmental looks from the other women, all the other things. But Jesus knew right when to get to the well, right what to say to her, and totally changed her life where she became the vocal piece. She became the preacher. I don't know if I can say that. Uh, women in ministry, I don't know. He's just saying she became the, to her whole town, to her whole town. Okay? You can think about that, women in ministry, but just saying. Um, and... And the whole town came out and because of what she said. Look at what John 4, 39-42 says. 
Many of the Samaritans from that town believed in him because of her testimony, because of what she said, because of her words. Women's words have power too. I don't know why I'm beating this a little bit, but I'm just, I, I, I just telling you, it, it's religion that wants to take power away from women. It was the Pharisees, not Jesus. And if you missed my teaching a couple weeks ago on women's ministry, I do have biblical support for what I'm saying, uh, but I don't have time to go into it today. Um, many Samaritans from that town believed in him because of the, wo- the woman's testimony. He told me everything I ever did. So when the Samaritans came to him, they urged him to stay with, him, with them, and he stayed two days. And because of his words, many more became believers. They said to, to the woman, we no longer believe just because of what you said. We now have heard for ourselves, and we know that this man really is the Savior of the world. Amen. Look at the change in her life. She doesn't even probably make eye contact with him. Jesus says to, first, hey, will you get me a drink? She's probably like, are you talking to me? I mean, because Jews and Gentiles don't talk together like that, especially women. And he's like, yeah, I'm talking to you. And then they had this conversation. He ministers to this woman and absolutely changes her life, which then changes her whole town. That's the power of words of knowledge, amen? The power of spiritual gifts that God gives us. It's a beautiful story. So I believe that uh, many in here have received words of knowledge before, but you probably didn't know that you received it. You probably just didn't recognize what it was. So I'm going to show you in the Bible, or I'm going to show you, excuse me, through some experience and training I've received and some Bible stories of how to receive words of knowledge. Because just like flowers and other trees and fish and the variety of God, we receive things in different way from God. We hear things from God differently. We're, we're different. And that's on purpose. It's by design. So um, I'm going to show you a few ways to receive word of knowledge. The first way is you might feel it. Well, first let me say this. There are three main reasons that God, for God given us spiritual gifts. One is for salvation, like we saw in the two examples I just showed you, and uh, meaning conversion. Another is for healing. Another is just for encouragement. Think of New Testament prophecy. What is it for? Edify, encourage, and comfort. You walk up to someone, you tell them something God said. I mean, it could be as simple as, and you can't just, I don't not tell them just to say it, to say it, but you hear God prompt you, and you walk up to someone, God would want me to tell you that he really loves you. And I don't know what you're going through, but God's telling you, there's a shift coming. God's, in a, God's making a way to, well, there is no way. And you, just, you see these people, and they'll just start, they'll start crying a lot of times. Why? Because they need to be encouraged by somebody. We need gifts of the Holy Spirit to help us. And who do you think wants these gifts to go away? The devil. Yeah. The devil. Right. All right, he's the trickster. <laughs> he's the one trying to deceive us all the time. So, all right, ways to receive words of knowledge. You may feel it. You may all of a sudden feel a, like it's easy for me to explain this if we use the examples from healing because it's just easy to explain. But for example, in healing, you might feel the pain that's not your pain. All of a sudden, you're going through the Walmart, the grocery store, somewhere you're at. All of a sudden, your right knee just starts bothering you. It's like, hmm, wait a minute, what is that? It wasn't hurting two seconds ago. You just, just take a minute right then and just ask God, is that a word of knowledge for somebody? And I bet you probably nine times out of ten that it is. In the 10th time, you just put your hand and you say, pain leave in Jesus' name and keep walking. Are you guys good? <laughs> okay. God will, will show you that stuff with other people. Uh, their pain, you will feel it. I can, I've had this happen many times. And I just, this pain, this sharp pain I felt in my neck or a pain I felt in my side or my hip or something. And I'll say, does someone here have this issue or pain? And then someone will put their hand up, we pray for them, and they get healed. For our guest's sake, how many in the room have experienced or seen that happen here at this church before? 
Okay. How many in the room have experienced, through a word of knowledge, you've been healed before of something? Probably half or so of the people. Amen. The gifts are for today. Amen. So... Um, if this is a pain that you frequently battle, so it's, you, you battle, you're battling this knee pain or neck pain or hip pain, it probably wouldn't be wise for you to be the one to give that word of knowledge for somebody's hip or back or something, because that could be just you, right? But you just, if you're not sure, ask Holy Spirit, is this my pain? He can tell you, no. He can tell you, yes. Or he can tell you, whatever. Um, but it's good to check in with him. I remember... Um, it, oh, yeah, this also can happen with emotions. Somebody walks in the room. All of a sudden, the, the emotions in the room shift. You feel something different that you didn't feel before. Something happened emotionally. You're, you're sensing, perceiving something. Well, most likely, you're getting a word of knowledge for the person who just walked in the room. Maybe it's compassion. Maybe it's anger. Maybe it's something. You're having this feeling come on you, and you might not even know the person. That could be a word of knowledge. God's showing you that this person's battling this issue, this anger, this frustration, this pain. God's revealing something to you for the sake of their help, to help them because he loves them. He's not so busy judging them. He didn't come to judge the world. He came to seek and save that was lost. He didn't come to condemn the world. He came to save the world. Amen? He's not near as angry at the people we don't like as you think he is. He's slow to anger and rich in love. Amen. It's his DNA. It's how he is. Okay? All right. So um, one example on a Sunday morning uh, for the emotional thing. On Sunday mornings, I often open in prayer. And I just tune into the Lord and ask God, okay, what are you doing? What are you saying? What am, what, what am I sensing right now? I'll feel like uh, heaviness sometimes. I, I, many times I felt heaviness in here. And You've probably been here where I said, heaviness, I command you to leave. And you probably felt it lift off of people. I felt different things, oppression, depression, whatever, just stuff I can just sense in the room. I just, all right, Holy Spirit, what do you want me to do with that? It's, it's, a, it's an emotional thing. It's a spiritual thing. Amen? Yeah. So it's a word of knowledge. I'm, God's allowed me to feel something that someone else is feeling for the sake of their benefit. Yeah. It happens in Sozo all the time. It happens more often than you think. And I would say this uh, also. Just because you feel something doesn't mean it's yours. Right. Why do I feel so depressed right now? Well, it might not be about you. That's a really good thing for us all to learn right. deep in our heart. It's usually not about us. Yeah. It's better to give than receive. It's, it's, it's God's always thinking of others. It's other people out there. Amen. He loves us too, but I'll tell you, you can be healed while you're serving somebody else. I did a healing service once in Canada. It was very, a little bit awkward for me. Well, it was a little more than a little awkward for me because it was at my home denomination growing up. And I knew some of them wouldn't like my message on healing, but God told me to do it anyway, so I did it as graciously as I could. But we were doing, uh, I released people to pray for people in the room. And two of the people that prayed, that went around and helped me pray for people, they actually had pain in their bodies at the time they prayed. And as they ministered to other people, they themselves got healed. Right. They never did ask for it. Just God's, it's better to give than receive, Amen. But praise God, we get, with Him we get to do both. Uh, another way is you think it. Some random thought. It's you're praying for somebody, minister to somebody, or just walking past somebody. You just had this random thought. It just keeps sticking with you. Suicide. Or whatever. Or whatever the thought is, we'll say suicide. Like, why did I just think that? And why, why am I thinking that? When you walk past this person. And uh, God might be wanting you to intercede. He might want you to walk up and say something to him. Are you struggling with suicidal thoughts? Who told you that? Who told you? The Spirit of God? You don't think that's real? I mean, it's real. It's real. And guess who's speaking that stuff to people? It's the devil. Those aren't just their own thoughts. You ever driven down the road and all of a sudden you have this thought, why don't you just pull your car into the ditch and crash right now? (laughs) 
If you haven't, you probably will. I'm not, gonna, not speaking over you, but it's not you. It's not your conscience. It's the devil who's out to steal, kill, and destroy. He has no new tricks. There's nothing new under the sun. He tries it with everybody. But it's not your thoughts. It's not who you are in Christ. Amen? Amen. So if you, get, get, you feel something, you can ask Holy Spirit, is this me or is this you? Because if you're not careful, you can pick up on this emotion, this feeling, believing it's you, and all of a sudden it becomes part of your life and part of your DNA, part of your character and nature, and it's not something that God wanted you to have. You didn't use it, apply it right, and next thing you're receiving something from the enemy that, uh, that God never intended you to have. Wow. That makes sense? Yes. All right, another way. You may see it. You may see a picture or a vision in your mind's eye like a daydream, kind of like Jesus did with Nathaniel. He saw him under the fig tree before. So this is a type of word of knowledge. And God can show you how this person was injured in a car accident. Maybe he'll show you a car. Well, he shows you a car. It's quite possible the person was injured in a car accident. You can just ask him, did you ever have a car accident and hurt your neck or your back or something? I did. And I go into this, the whole story, let them tell their story. Well, God revealed that to me. I believe he wants to heal that. Because what he reveals, he heals. He's, in, he's, he's revealing it for a reason because he wants to heal that. So this is a type of word of knowledge that is very common. I'll tell you a story. One, uh, I remember in... Brazil, I saw, I saw this picture of this thing. It looked like a kidney bean. And I'm like, what in the world is that? And I found it was a kidney. But I'm not an expert when it comes to go figure the kidney bean looked like a kidney. I don't know. I just, I don't know. I've never seen it there before. But I did not a doctor research or anything. But anyway, I got this word for a kidney. Prayed for the person. And I believe they were healed. Found out later that they were healed. Another one, this person saw a water bottle. Like, God, why are you showing me this water bottle? Like, what, what's that going to... How can I share that? You see, the word that you give might not make sense to you because it's not for you. Right. All right? But share what God gives you because it's for somebody else. So he, this person was brave. They were, they were like, okay, all I saw was a water bottle. Well, there was a person in the room, this lady, who carried a water bottle with her everywhere she went because she had no saliva glands. So she had to keep drinking constantly, all the time had to keep drinking. Well, this guy didn't know that, but God did. So all, he said, all the person said was water bottle. This person goes, that's me. And she took it, received it, and she was healed of that. Never, no longer had to carry that water bottle with her anymore. Amen. There's a reason God will show you things. But be careful not to add to what God shows you. Because when you add to what God shows you, we end up messing it up a little bit. That's right. Randy Clark has a, a great example of this. Where he saw somebody injured. He saw this vision of somebody getting injured at work. And they tripped over a green hose. Well, the, he didn't work in you know, construction and things like that. So the only type of green hose he ever knew was a garden hose. So he just added the word garden to his story, but it changes the whole thing. Yeah. So this guy's in the crowd, and he had tripped over a green air compressor hose at work and hurt his back. So Randy kept saying this again and again. I know this is a word from God. I know. Somebody tripped, and one time he finally said, somebody tripped over a green hose and didn't add garden that time, and they injured themselves. And the guy, guy's like, I did, but it wasn't a garden hose. It was an air compressor hose. He goes, oh, I'm sorry. I added that part. I didn't realize it was the only kind of hose I could think of. He added that, actually hindered this guy from receiving as quickly as he could have. But either way, the guy still got healed. Amen. Amen. I remember this happened here at the church. I had a word of knowledge. I saw this vision of somebody's foot looked like an x-ray. It had this scar or scratch over the ankle. 
And so I just, because it was an x-ray, I just immediately thought of, well, x-rays, you only take x-rays if something's broken or something. So I translated it to mean somebody may have broken their foot and didn't heal correctly. God wants to heal that. And no one responded. So I was like, oh, man, I guess I missed it. Well, I got home later that night, and Lauren, she was 10 years old. She had a scratch over her ankle, that same spot where I saw it. And it hurt her to walk because it was kind of deep. I don't know if it was from the dog or what, but something happened. And uh, I'm like, huh, that was the word of knowledge. You know, God cares about stuff even that small. Right. It would have healed anyway. It was a scratch, right? It wasn't like, it was like life or death or anything. But she's 10. It was hurting. It bothered her to walk. God cares about it. We had three big toes healed in youth group one night years ago. There was all big toes. It was not just, it was all the big one. Someone dropped a steak, a frozen steak on it, other one, and someone had a word of knowledge for big toes, and there was three of them. We only had like 18 people in the room. What are the odds of three toes in the small meeting? But anyway, that night, Lauren told me that. I prayed for her, and, and then she walked away, and she goes, oh, look, it doesn't hurt anymore. She walked away. But see, I made a mistake by adding, maybe it was from a break, or maybe it was this, and I assumed it because of the x-ray. But really, just share what you get. Right. Even if it doesn't make sense to you, it's not supposed to make sense to you. It's supposed to be faith to you. Yeah. Amen? It's supposed to make sense to the other person. And it helps them. So uh, God's good at this healing. So healing business, he knows what he's doing. Amen. You can also receive words of knowledge when you're asleep in a dream or vision. When you're asleep, daydream, whatever, you can do it. Others, you can, you can read it. You can read, you're just somewhere and you just see words in the spirit realm over this person's head, on their shirt, on their back, around them, on the wall or something. You just see this word like depressed or suicidal or whatever. You, you just see it. I've never had that one happen before. Maybe some of you guys have. Anyone see that before? Nobody yet? But I'm sure you will because it's what God does it. And then they go and share this. I just saw this picture over you. You don't have to say the whole thing. And uh, I feel like this. And, you, and then next thing you know, they're getting healed of something. She sees words? Okay, awesome. Another one is you might speak it. You're just talking to someone, praying for someone, minister to somebody. You're talking away and just going, whatever. Next thing you're saying stuff, they don't even know. You're, you're, it's like you're bypassing your brain. All of a sudden, stuff's coming out of your mouth from your spirit, and you're actually speaking out a word of knowledge. You didn't even realize what you said. And they're like, wait a minute, what did you just say? And sometimes you might not even remember what you said because it came from your spirit, not your brain. And they're getting healed. Yeah. Amen? God's good. Yeah, it's good. Uh, I'll tell you another one. This is a really weird one. This happened in Brazil. Aaron Tomlin, why don't you come up here and share this one. Let's see which one of these mics is. This one works. This one is, God does stuff in weird ways sometimes. It's weird to us, but who cares as long as it works, right? right. Aaron, we went to Brazil in 2013, 17, 17, 17, 17 this one. And um, he had more words of knowledge than all of us. Maybe put together. I don't know. We all were getting them, but this guy was like a word of knowledge machine. He was just, we'd have like two or three each, and he'd have like 10 or 15 or something. It's like, <laughs> okay, well, all right. So why don't you tell that story? So I was, um, was like the afternoon before we were going out to minister, and I was praying, and I was just laying on my bed, and uh, we, we were sharing rooms, and so I had a roommate. And um, he was doing something else. I was just laying on my bed and I was asking God and I was get, writing down the words of knowledge for that day on my phone. And I was like, I started smelling. So I had like, I don't know, 15 or so of this list of words of knowledge. So I was like, okay, the, you know, when we go out to minister, I'm going to look for these words of knowledge. So I started smelling this terrible smell. It was like the worst smell ever. And I started, so I got up and I was like, oh my gosh, like the, 
the toilets are overflowing, or it is like the worst thing I've ever smelled. And I was like, do you smell that? So I'm asking the guy, and he's, he's looking at me like I'm crazy. And he's like, I don't smell anything. And so I'm like tearing the whole room apart. I'm like, we've got to find what this smell is. This is something really terrible. And so I go outside the door, and as soon as I walk outside of my hotel room door, it like goes away. And I went back in, and it was gone. And I was like, that's so weird. I didn't even write it down as a word of knowledge at the time. And so we went and we ministered that day, and it was really, it was amazing. Like, we could tell stories of that, of that trip that was so cool, but um, we were out ministering, and I found, or like, we came across this guy, and it was that exact same smell. And I was like, oh my gosh, it's that guy. That was a word of knowledge. And so I prayed for him. I came up and told him my story, and he thought it was crazy too. And so he said that, well, actually, he had a problem with his liver, and his body was detoxing through his skin, and he had all of this terrible smell. And I prayed for him, and we were out, we were probably like a mile away from the church, and it was just in the community. And he came to that meeting that night, and he was showing everyone his arm, and he's like, smell my arm, because he (laughs) didn't smell anymore. And he's like, my liver's healed. So they, like the translator, he was so excited, and he came up to me afterwards and explained this whole thing. He was crying, and just God really touched him. Amen. Amen. Holly has a weird one, too. Come on up here, Holly. Will you share this? Which one? The one in Brazil where you, food allergy one. Yeah. That one was embarrassing too. <laughs> um, yeah, I that one was in 08. I was getting ready to go to the service and all of a sudden I just get like covered head to toe in this rash, like yucky, red, bumpy, itchy, gross rash. And I was kind of freaking out like, did I eat something? And I have this major allergic reaction. What should I do? And I'm, you know, going to seek out the nurse. Help me. Have you ever seen this before? And um, everybody on the team was like, maybe it's a word of knowledge. And I was like, eh, I don't know. would God do this? I don't know. But anyways, so they're like, just go to the meeting. And I'm like, people are not going to want to be by me when I'm sitting up front with the team and I'm looking like this. I mean, it was everywhere. And so I was really embarrassed. So I'm like, well, everybody's saying they feel it's a word of knowledge. I'm just going to go in faith and trust God that it is. And um, so I had a piece by the time we went to the service. So went on, we got to the words of knowledge part. And so I stood up, I'm like, do you see this rash, this condition? Does anybody here need healing for food allergies or this type of symptom? And so this lady waves her hand as she comes up. She's like, that is for my daughter. She has bad food allergies. She's like, she wasn't even there. She said, I'm going to go run down the road and get my daughter and bring her back. And will you pray for her? And so praise God, I was able to pray for her and believe God for her healing. And then my skin cleared up. Praise God. Amen. Amen. So it may not happen just the way you exactly expect it to. But when we give God our yes, and it should be okay. Amen. She had this happen on the trip we just went to in Uganda this year, too, where she had this weird thing, a rash type thing again, and it was again a word of knowledge. As soon as she prayed for her and I went to go pray for this lady working at the counter selling waters and stuff, uh, it went away again. 
I'm kind of glad I don't get that one. Maybe I shouldn't say that out loud, but <laughs> well, that one's weird. But it's but really, does it really matter as long as I get healed? Try, Amen. Try. Doesn't matter. Um, so those are some ways you can receive them. You can smell them. You can speak them. You can feel them. You can experience them. You can read them. You can see them. Have a vision or dream of them. There's many different ways God can do it, and probably ones that we haven't even seen yet, because God's not limited like we are in our thinking. Amen. He's very creative. So now I'm going to give you six, six, I think it's six tips on how to share word of knowledge and what that looks like. And then we're going to actually do words of knowledge. And, I'm, and some of you are going to receive them. Hopefully not the rash one. But if you do, <laughs> but if you do, praise God. Pray for somebody right away and it will go away. But um, when you receive a word of knowledge, be careful to only share what God gives you. Like I mentioned before, don't add the green garden hose, don't add the, maybe the foot was broken or something. Just give what God gives you. Uh, the next one is, um, when sharing a word of knowledge, be as specific as possible. When we share something specific from God that someone else can relate to, it creates faith in the individual for what's intended. There's no way you could have known that. You just say specifically as you felt it, you saw it, it was my right hip, so it feels like a piercing, uh, like a stabbing pain or a throbbing pain. It's good to describe, oh, it's like a fire or a burning. It's good to describe the feeling that you felt or how you received it, and it gives them faith in the room. That's me. That's exactly how I feel. They come up with faith already, and boom, they get healed. It happens a lot. Amen? Um, what he reveals, he heals is number three. Uh, at a healing service one night here at the church, I had a word of knowledge, and I felt this pain in my back, uh, in back of my neck and shoulders right out here, and I just shared it. It felt like burning, kind of like numb at the same time, and it just like a stabbing kind of a pain. And so I shared it, and we had two people respond. One was Cheryl uh, Tomlin, and she stood up and said, that's me, and she prayed, and she was, actually, as soon as she stood up, she was instantly healed, and she testified about it. The other one, I'll just say, was John Stevenson, and he had, um, he had the exact thing. So someone prayed for him, I was praying for somebody else, and it went down some, but not all the way. And so then uh, someone was praying for Susan Arthur. Someone prayed for her. She fell out in the spirit on the floor. While she's on the floor right here, she saw a picture of somebody stabbing John in the back with, some, with, a, with a knife or something. And so he said, does that make sense to you? And he goes, yeah, that's exactly what happened. He had some kind of situation in his family that was not good, and someone betrayed his trust and stuff. Anyway, he worked through forgiveness, and then they prayed, he prayed, Susan prayed with him, and it got better some more. So uh, a couple days later, I checked on him just to see how he was doing. And uh, he said, well, it's less than it was, but it is still hurting me. I said, well, sometimes I think God wants the one he revealed the word of knowledge to to be the one who prays. So he reveals one to you. You can't go tag, hey, you, can you go pray for them? God, show me this. No, he wants you to do it. That's why I gave it to you, amen? So I shared this with John, and I prayed for him the first time, and it didn't really get any better. And I thought, well, describe the pain to me. He goes, well, it's like a knot in my shoulder and my neck, and it's kind of burning and it's throbbing. So then I was more specific with my prayer, speak to that mountain, be removed, cast a sea. I said, knot in his shoulder, throbbing, burning pain. I command you to leave now in Jesus' name, and boom, instantly over the phone, it was gone. So it's what he reveals, he heals. But also remember, the one he gives it to is the one he want, probably wants to pray. It's not a law or rule, but it just often happens that way. But also, um, speak to that mountain. Be specific when you pray, because God answers specific prayers. Amen? All right, another one. Um, usually, inward impressions only last for a second. And so you, you might think that's just my imagination. 
So God gave you one like, like that quick. And like, oh, I wonder if that was God or not. Randy Clark says, you wait till you're 100% sure about a word of knowledge, you'll miss 95% of words of knowledge. Because it's, it's like a butterfly. It's like a quick, it's just like a little, just it's gone. Word that good, just gone. And it, but it was there. Like, why did I have that random thought? Yeah. Most likely it was a word of knowledge. And guess what? You need to be okay if you missed it. All right? That's how you learn. That's how you grow. This is a safe place. We're going to celebrate the attempt more than the actual getting it right. Amen? No one's going to fail at this because we are succeeding together as a group, as a family. Amen? Like, who here would judge somebody? Say a 10-year-old kid come up and gave a word of knowledge and no one here responded to it. Would you think, like, oh, man, that kid is so terrible. Why would he even do that? He, he got it all wrong. No, like, praise God, the boldness of this guy to get up and share that. Amen? And so that's for everybody. Don't worry about getting it wrong. Just share what God gives you, release it, and trust God with the results. God wants you to do these things, amen, and it's fun. Fifth one, show humility when you share it. Don't just say, God showed me this, God told me this. I think that can sound arrogant. I think a better way to say it is like, I kind of sense this, or I'm kind of feeling this way. Does that make sense to anyone? You can present it humbly, and that way, if you do miss it, you don't have to eat so much crow either, or feel like you're eating crow, or whatever the saying goes. Um, not that we want that either, but you know what I'm saying. Like, you can just present it humbly and not with pride because you don't have to be up there and defend yourself why you didn't get it, right? Like, or, you know, people can get all dignified, like, well, the person here is just not responding, or oh, I couldn't have possibly got it wrong. No, no, that gifts work through love. Let's humble ourselves, just love. The goal is to love people, not to make you look spiritual. Amen? It's not about you, it's not about me, it's about the person that needs prayer that God wants to help. So um, also, we can sometimes, um, number six, we also can be so focused on the sovereignty of God and think that God's going to give them as he wills, and this is a, a rare event. You know, maybe a leap year or something like that. It's a rare thing. But I've found the more I ask for words of knowledge, the more God gives me words of knowledge. We have not because we ask not. It's not just sitting back and just hoping that he makes you have one. He actually, he actually wants you to desire these spiritual things. He actually wants you to, your heart to be connected with his and, and that it's a partnership thing. You're actually talking to God and listening to God. God, I want to be a blessing to somebody. I want you to give me some of those words of knowledge. I want you to give me this. And then you can, with the words of wisdom and other things, you can help minister someone and actually help their life. Isn't that good? Yes. Amen. So final words of this, then we're going to activate people to do this. Faith works by love. That's Galatians 5, 6. These gifts work best when motivated by love. Our motivation can't be about looking spiritual. We must minister from a place of service and love and not for love and attention. Uh, when somebody comes to our church and they're new to our church and they're here a week or two and they ask about being on the worship team, I'll just tell you, it's a red flag to me. It's a ding, 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 ding. They want attention. They want to be on stage. They want to be seen that their spiritual gifts can be whatever displayed. For me, I am way more concerned about their spiritual health than about someone being on a stage and singing a song. Because I want there to be worship on the stage. I want these guys to be invisible. Like you don't even remember who was up there because we're focused on Jesus, not about listen to my voice. And I'm the best singer in the county and all this kind of stuff. Man, I'm so done with that stuff. I just tell you like, ugh. That's, anyway, <laughs> that's me. It makes me gag. It's not good. God wants healthy people in places. Our heart condition is way more important than a position we can have on a stage. Amen. Um, so people are really hurting out there. And God gives these gifts that help people. Amen? He gives these gifts to help people. And that's why we need them. Um, 
We are instructed to earnestly desire these gifts and to put them into practice for the glory of God and for the love of man. Amen. So I'm going to invite people even right now to receive words of knowledge. And what I mean is this. I want you to ask God to give you a one, or you can say plural, it's up to you, a word of knowledge. And I actually would like you to actually mean it. Okay, not like a, or please God, I'm asking, but really don't, because I don't want to have to share it. We, we laugh, but we do that. Because yeah. yeah. we're so big on our self-protectors, our self-defense mechanism. We don't want to look bad with other people, whatever. Afraid of failure, all that kind of stuff. We have to get past ourselves and how it might make us look for the service and love of somebody else. God, I ask you to really give me a word of knowledge that will bless and help somebody. And that's what I want to ask you to pray. So even right now, um, some of you receive words of knowledge before the service started. Didn't even know we're teaching on words of knowledge. Some of you received them during worship. Some of them uh, receive them right now. But I want you to genuinely pray from your heart, asking God to give you a word of knowledge for somebody else. And we're just going to wait a minute and, and, and receive.